What is up, everyone? Welcome into the ADC Sports Dallas Primetime Show. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Dallas Cowboys articles. You can also catch the show. If you didn't catch it live, you can catch it on the podcast platforms over at Spotify, iTunes. So also shout out to the podcast audience. We need to give them more shout outs because they're a huge part of the show as well. So hit the like button, share the stream. And tonight we will discuss what seems to be or who seems to be the most overlooked player after the first couple of weeks for OTAs with the Dallas Cowboys, because he might not be the best player of them all, but definitely an overlooked storyline has been Connor McGovern. Now, let me talk to you about why. You guys know this better than anyone, that I'm not a big Connor McGovern fan. I hate it when the Cowboys benched Connor Williams in favor of Matt Govern during the 2021 season. I didn't agree with the move. I understood where it came from with the penalties and everything that Williams was going through, but I never was a fan of the move. However, it seems to me that the conversation around Matt Govern has kind of changed into this hot seat for some fans. Some people claim Connor McGovern is in the hot seat, and that is pretty much understandable. But also, after two weeks of OTA action, doesn't seem to be the opinion of the Dallas Cowboys because number one, Connor McGovern has been getting snaps at center, a different position than the one that we've seen him play for the most part. And then number two, he's also been working out as a first team left guard. Now, in and by itself, just working out as a first team left guard might not be that relevant. It's still noteworthy that they're giving him the snaps over, for example, uh, Tyler Smith. It's still noteworthy. But when you put it all together, when you look at McGovern starting at left guard, when you look at him getting snaps at center, when you have Matt Farniak also allegedly competing with Tyler Vyadish for the spot and undrafted free agents that have been as hyped as Alec Lindstrom has been, and McGovern is getting playing time at center, It should raise an eyebrow because, in my opinion, the Cowboys coaches seem to be way higher on Connor McGovern than the fan base is. This is not to say that they're so high on him that we should expect McGovern to start or anything like that. But wouldn't it feel to you that he is the backup at left guard fighting to be the backup at center and also might be the backup over at right guard because the Cowboys do not have a lot of depth at guard. So he seems to me like this versatile inside offensive lineman that the Cowboys want to see everywhere. And on a similar note to what we discussed last week when talking about Tyler Smith's successful first couple of weeks in practice, if Tyron Smith goes down injured and... For one reason or another, Tyler Smith ends up being your essential backup because we don't know yet if the Cowboys would kick him over to left tackle if Tyron went down. Then McGovern also would look at playing time 
if Tyron Smith goes down. So there are a lot of possibilities that would involve getting Connor McGovern on the field, it, it, it would appear to me. And the fact that he gets playing time at center, the fact that he's still starting at left guard, even after he struggled at the position in 2021, something to keep an eye on. And I believe Cowboys fans might be overlooking it. Last week, we even sat down and talked about the biggest notes from the second week of OTAs, and we didn't bring it up. So over the weekend, I was thinking on this very topic, and I concluded, you know what? We should have touched on Connor McGovern. A lot of people should have touched on Connor McGovern, and very few did so. So that was, that was something that we needed to address. Craig says McGovern can definitely play yeah, he might not be he might not be the best of offensive linemen and he might not be your ideal starter or maybe not even your ideal backup. But he can play. I would agree with that. Maybe he's a solid offensive lineman, close to average, arguably a little bit above average especially if you take into account the versatility. Toxic Tom says, "Mo, if it were up to our fan base, Earl Thomas and Eric Berry would be our safeties. Nathan Basher would be wide receiver one, and Anthony Brown would be caught." Hey, Toxic Tom, you're actually pretty spot on on this take, I believe. <laughs> now, with all kidding aside, McGovern definitely looking to uh, a little bit overlooked right now. Which brings up the question: Do you agree or disagree with what feels like? the notion to me at this moment regarding McGovern's job security, do you agree or disagree that he is essentially a lock to make the 53-man roster for Dallas? Let me know your answers in the comments over at Facebook or YouTube. Do you agree or disagree that McGovern is a lock to be one of the 53 Cowboys on the roster when the season starts? And this is after a season in which he was given the opportunity to take the job away from Connor Williams and failed in doing so because he struggled at it. And then Williams was given the job back in what was at the time the smart move, in my opinion. Samuel agrees. Pretty much everyone is agreeing to this. Toxic Tom also goes with agree. Uh, Craig says definitely agree and it's a smart move. I love Weeds. I agree. Joel Wilson says he's a lock. So pretty much everyone here on the same page regarding McGovern's uh, versatility. Now, Lindstrom, we'll see how much playing time he, he gets. But we're finding out just how hard it is for these undrafted free agents to make the team, right? Remember that we had this conversation a few weeks back. A lot of people... Uh, you know, understandably so, because he he's an interesting athlete, a guy that catches your eye for sure and has high blocking rates, according to PFF. Lindstrom has a shot at making the team, but he's far from a lock. And when you look at McGovern getting snaps at his position, you kind of get the point, I would say. Let's see. Locks44 says, hey, Mauricio, when will you have your number one writer, Matthew Lennox, who covers the Cowboys for ADCSports.com on the show. He's my voice, his locks. That's not a bad idea at all, 44. I will definitely reach out to, to Matthew and see when, when we can get him on board. I want to I get some interviews here on the show done uh, 
over the next few weeks while we finish out June and July, which are, for the fan, I would say, the slowest months of all when it comes to sports coverage. I want to make it more interesting. I want to bring some people on the show. So definitely good idea from Locke. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Nope. Lumen says, agree. Smash the like button, says Tommy915. Thank you for that. Toxic argues that McGovern isn't that overlooked, though. Isn't that most overlooked, though, says Toxic Tom. I would say, I would say he is. I would say he is, and here is why. Right after, right after the Cowboys, you know, drafted Tyler Smith, Alec Lindstrom was on board. There were even some articles and shows out there, you know, and understandably so again, that put McGovern as a hot seat kind of player. But it feels to me like he's a lock indeed. So I, I will agree with that question, by the way. I think that Connor McGovern is a lock to make the team. What is up, primetime Phil? Thank you for joining the show. Toxic Tom says, Mo, a Ryan Null interview would put you on the map. <laughs> the Ryan Null hype is real here on primetime. Sam also says, interview Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the next topic. <laughs> moving on to the next topic. And by the way, if you're just joining the show, make sure that you hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about primetime. And remember that every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. So if you can help us out on that, that helps. Ryan says, speaking of McGovern's versatility, that fullback formation with Connor McGovern was quite effective last season. On top of it all, there is that. There is a possibility that the Cowboys might go back to using McGovern as their fullback. We might see a traditional fullback on the Cowboys. For those of you who are thinking of Ryan Null, for sure, uh, we could see that. Cowboys have had several fullback types on their preseason rosters over the last few years. But pretty much we've seen the Cowboys willing to carry just the two running backs when the season starts in Ezekiel Elliott in Tony Pollard. What we didn't expect from them last year was to line up six to six as the fullback. I don't know if I don't know if it will be a dangerous bet if the Cowboys go back with that plan. Now that it's not something that new for opposing teams, now that teams are aware that Kellen Moore will play McGovern at, at fullback. And I also personally would love the idea of a traditional fullback. I love the idea of having 21 personnel, two running backs on the field with one tight end, or even 22 personnel, and be creative with it because McGovern is not going to catch the football. He might block, but he's not going to catch and he's not going to run. He's not actually going to carry the rock. So I would love the idea of actually getting a fullback involved and you could get creative. The problem is a lot of these fullbacks are not that talented anymore, right? Because a lot of these players are not playing fullback when they're in college. So a Kyle Jushik like the 49ers have is a rare commodity in the NFL. But I would love to see that though. It just creates so much matchup problems for opposing teams in the NFL. I don't know how the numbers changed in 2021, 
But I remember that at least for 2020, 21 personnel was actually the most efficient in the league. If you compared it to 11 personnel, 10 personnel, and all of it, 21 personnel was the most efficient of them all. It wasn't used that much, but the teams that did use it were pretty efficient when lining up on those packages. So something to, to consider for sure for the Cowboys. And McCarthy's teams are no strangers to fullbacks. So it would make a lot of sense on a lot of accounts. <laughs> Bobo Fett says, McGovern, the second coming of Moose Johnson. <laughs> uh, let's see. Some wide receiver conversations going around on Facebook as well. Let's see. While we're at it, says Rex, just, Jake McG just make McGovern an eligible receiver. Like Terence Steele catching that touchdown, which was amazing. Terence Steele is her secret tight end, says Toxic Tom. That was a fun moment in the 2021 season when Steele got himself a touchdown. And then on a not-so-fun moment, I was always, you know, laughing out loud. Was it, was it still? I think it was still on this play. I don't remember the exact details of it anymore. But on that 49ers game in the playoffs, there's this play in which McGovern and, and Terence Steele actually go out and run some sort of routes. And then Terrence Steele is clapping for the football. And I love the competitiveness in Terrence Steele. But that was a, a funny moment uh, with Terrence Steele just clapping like, get me the ball, Dak. Get me the ball. <laughs> All desperate for, for an opportunity. Sports is therapy for all of us. Says I love weed. I agree with that. I agree with that. Sports is, is a good, fun scape sometimes. Anyways. Let's talk about the bet. Not, not really a bet, but, you know, Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons have been going at it on social media, via the press. They have been talking about Lawrence. Lawrence actually brought this up, that he was not going to let Micah Parsons show off, that he got the better of him in sack total numbers last season. So Lawrence is talking about this whole comeback season and all of that. Micah Parsons firing back, saying that that's not going to happen. He will remain the sack king in Dallas, according to Parsons. So some fun, friendly competition there within the Cowboys locker room at defense. And I had to bring the question up to you guys before we get out of here tonight. Who are you betting on to have the higher sack total in 2022? Would you bet on Michael Parsons, who has positioned himself as one of the best defensive players in the league, but that will rush the passer only part-time? Or will you bet on the Marcus Lawrence to have the most sacks when it's all said and done in 2022? Who are you betting on? And even before I came up with the question, there were some comments on it already. Tommy915 says, sorry, D-Law, but Micah's winning that bet, LOL. Who, according to you, is winning that battle? Lawrence or Micah Parsons? Craig goes with Lawrence. Primetime Field goes with Parsons. Micah, says Tommy, saying that he will have five more than D-Law. Micah for Bobo Fett. Joe Wilson goes with Parsons. Parsons, Parsons. Everyone is rooting for Parsons. 
which is pretty interesting. It's not that easy. It's not that easy because Tank will have more playing time as an edge rusher, right? Of course, he has a lot of other responsibilities versus the run. Sometimes he's containing, sometimes he's the base end, all of that. But overall, he will be a full-time edge rusher, whereas Parsons will have off-the-ball linebacker responsibilities. And yet, I'm going with Michael Parsons on this answer because, you know, just looking at the numbers, and I know that sacks are not predictable. Pressures is the way to go if you want to evaluate how well an edge rusher is playing. But even still, Lawrence has been on the lower side of things over the past few years when it comes to his sack totals. 14 and a half, and that happened in 2017. Since then, his highest has been 10 and a half. Michael Parsons coming off in a 13-sack season. I'm just leaning towards Parsons because I'm pretty amazed at what Parsons has been doing in the NFL, as we all are. However, as we said, sacks is not always the most important stat when it comes to these players. It's more about pressures, about plays broken, QB hits, and all of that. Three guys says, I love weed, plus 10 sacks. I want that, not records. Oh, three guys with over 10 sacks seems like something that's pretty complicated to pull off. Joel Wilson says, let them, they can stop him. This is in response to Craig that said, you have to understand, teams will be more aware of Parsons. And now that you mentioned that, let me bring this up because... Hellman, David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com put out a pretty cool quote from Michael Parsons on this topic in which he discussed how Lel Collins provided him with some friendly advice when it came to rushing against NFL offensive linemen. And this is from David Hellman. He tweeted this out at Hellman DC. And this is the quote from Michael Parsons. I will read it. The best thing Lyle Collins told me early on when I was learning how to pass rush, he was like, you've got to make them fear one thing. Make them fear the speed and everything else can go off that. They've got to respect you in some aspect. They've got to fear the speed, to fear the power. They've got to fear something about you that's going to make them set just a little bit different. Once you show that, then you can do all your counters and all your moves and things you want to show but they've got to respect in some aspect. I love that quote from Micah, and I love that advice from Lyle Collins because it sounds pretty obvious when you read it like that, but it's so well put by Lyle Collins. You can win a lot of ways as an edge rusher in the NFL, but there's got to be one big thing. And with Micah, of course, that big thing is likely to speed just because the traits that he has and, and his strengths as an as a pass rusher i would say the speed is it for him now he he micah you also listen to him talk in the press and in interviews and this guy is truly motivated to be great and that's something that really just gives gives you goosebumps when you listen to him talk because he's authentic in my opinion he's not like these players that are out here on the offseason just talking about how they're in the best shapes of their careers. No, he's talking about being great. He's talking about all of that. Now, uh, Toxic Tom with the sarcastic comment on, you know, Lyle Collins, which is right on. But, you know, 
even even still, I have a lot of respect from for Lyle Collins in that aspect as a teammate. You know, with Micah saying that with the Isaac Alarcon story that I've talked about before on the show, in which Isaac, who is the Mexican player out of the International Player Pathway Program, Lyle Collins took him with Duke Manyweather. And he, the first, I believe, the first, I don't remember how many sessions that Alarcon worked with Manyweather were actually paid by Lyle Collins because he was interested in helping Alarcon develop and get better at his craft as he competed for his spot on the Dallas Cowboys. But anyways, before we get out of here, guys, and so you can enjoy the second half of the Game 2 of the NBA Finals, another chapter on the Anthony Barr saga for the Cowboys. And this time, it was that ESPN named the Dallas Cowboys the best fit for Anthony Barr. About three weeks ago, approximately, we had a show on primetime on the three big reasons why Anthony Barr makes too much sense for the Cowboys. And it was a fun show. I outlined three big reasons why I believe Anthony Anthony Barr could actually become a signing for the Cowboys. ESPN naming him a best fit. Well, more accurately, making the Cowboys the best fit for Anthony Barr. And the reason is pretty clear as well. Uh, and this is from Matt Bowen. There is a premium on second-level players with sub-package trades in Dan Quinn's defensive system. The Cowboys played a league-low 11 snaps of base defense in 2021, one of the most multiple sub-package defense in the NFL. Enter Brower, who has the three-down ability to drop in coverage, pressure the quarterback, and or truck the ball in the run game. Now, now, I understand the takes on, you know, that it isn't happening. The Cowboys have us used to, the, to not signing any of these free agents. But it makes sense to me because Anthony Barr shouldn't have that high of a price tag. A lot of people are saying they're not going to pay Anthony Barr. I don't think that you need to pay him that much, to be honest. At this stage, Anthony Barr might sign for a low priced deal to be honest and the Cowboys do go for those bargain signings in free agency we can criticize them for a lot of stuff but hey it would make sense in my opinion for Dallas some takes on Armstrong as well over on the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat Craig says the front office has too much confidence in Cox which is crazy the real Cox definitely a risk for Dallas. I agree. I will agree with that. I am I am high on Jabril. I'm expecting him to be an athletic linebacker for the Cowboys that has starting caliber play. But I agree with Craig that they're taking a huge risk at the linebacker position because if Jabril Cox, who has not played a lot in the NFL, pretty much close to nothing. And that has is coming off an ACL injury. Whew. Leighton Vanderich better be ready to play some decent football, I would say. Because the Cowboys are thin at linebacker. Definitely, they are thin at the position. <laughs> Toxic Tom saying, Mo, 
Where will we be privy to the Taco Charlton story? Someday, 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 Toxic Tom. <laughs> let's sing, let's sign Ryan's brother, Brian Nolmo. All right, Joel Wilson's uh, having some wide receivers debates over there on the Facebook chat. Anyways, guys, that will be it for tonight's ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, thank you for joining the show. I'm excited about this week. We have some fun content planned for you. Hit the like button. Share the stream. Remember that every like allows us to put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans as we continue to grow the ADC Sports Dallas community. So if you're watching, if you're enjoying the show, make sure that you smash that like button. And thank you for tuning into the show. For more, you can catch adcsports.com slash Dallas. A lot of Cowboys articles up there updated daily. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. And make sure that you subscribe to the podcast podcast platforms as well. Thank you very much. And I will see you tomorrow night. Have a fun Sunday.